Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. WQHT HD1 New York. Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Hot 97. Just don't call it a podcast. And we're live. Are we? Yep. You're positive. Nope. I feel pretty good about it, though. You it feel says pretty live. Good. This is the show after the show program show. Ebro, Laura, Rosenberg. Thanks to anybody that's tuned in. Uh, you can, uh, I think you could chat with us is the deal. Uh, we were what's talking, the deal with all the chat? What is the deal? Uh, we were talking about, um, uh, uh, uh what were we talking about? Before, uh, the streamers and the, oh, Michael yeah, album. I should not. And, uh, what's the other guy? Aiden Ross. Yeah. Aiden Ross. And how you were angry and didn't want to see yet another person online, uh, troll hip hop fans who love the bars of a of a killer Mike saying I don't nobody listens to killer Mike we ain't listening well Mike. it's just a stupid it's a stupid untrue lazy but it, but it's true for them it but that's that that I'm sorry to break up their selfish world it would be like me <laughs> saying nobody watches your live stream I well, don't in your world nobody it, does but I would never say that because I'm not an well, idiot so 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 we need to we need I, I I see the frustration in the words like nobody and everybody because I get frustrated by that as well. That's the words they're be using like, too. nah, everybody's doing that. You'd be like, um, I don't know anybody that's doing that. So everybody doesn't apply. Or nobody does this. Well, clearly somebody does because yep. we're talking about it right now. Of so course. somebody But Ebro, there's so many levels to what makes it like ignorant. Because also, y'all, not only do you guys not know what people listen to because you're in your own bubble. But on top of that, and you don't really know that much about music because you're not really music guys, you're, you're streamers. But on top of that, you don't even really pay attention to the Grammys to know the kind of things that regularly win because you wouldn't be surprised by this if you did. Well, but I think that's why it doesn't even require you to be so uh, bent out of shape about it. I like being bent out of shape. I We know. We know. Sorry. But I do. I, I have gotten older. I used to get bent out of shape like you. There was a time, you know, like, um, uh, you know, well, I would say probably 10 years ago where people okay. didn't understand the difference between mainstream and underground. That was a, a frustration of mine for many years in hip hop where, you know, I the one of the reasons I love hip hop so much is because there's different tiers to the game and there's different there's different geographies. There's different tiers. There's different things. Everything ain't mainstream and that's why i love it everything isn't for uh you know radio waves the beauty in right. some of the hip-hop art created is it's not intended for mass consumption and i've always loved that and Me then too. you know remember I, I used to troll some of the artists i used to say that there's minor leagues and major leagues out here well you loved that line oh i love there's minor leagues and major leagues and the reason i came up with that uh, i guess i call it is that an analogy is because no. it's not really I don't think so. Also, do we not have? Oh, they're the comments. Found them. Got it. Yeah, no, they're in there. Uh, the reason I came up with that statement was because some of the greatest athletes never make it to the major leagues. 
They don't want to play the game. They don't know how to play that game, right? You know, some of the best basketball players or most exciting baseball players or football, fastest, this, that, they don't make it to the major leagues. But that doesn't mean that they weren't great. They just couldn't fit in the system. You know who's the best example? Hmm. And he's the best example because he he's who, he's who you trolled the easiest with this. Hmm. The late, great Sean Price. There you go. Because Sean, who enjoyed having the whole back and forth and, and, and talking-ish, Sean literally, I, I'll never forget it. I've told this story before. Sean had a moment where he was getting super hot. That's right. Super hot. Some say Sean Price is nice as well, Mike Device. Um, and and enough started playing his record in the five o'clock traffic jam, playing every day. P started heating up, and and I'd been of course playing him on real late at that time for a couple years. Uh, the t- all the time I've been up there, so I hit him up, and I'm like, "Yo, man, what are we doing? It's a it's a moment. You got the momentum right now." And he literally was just like, "Yo, bro, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm not." I'm not leaning into this moment. Yeah. I'm not going to start like making freestyles for people. I'm not going to put out a follow-up to record. station to do drops. I'm, I'm not sitting down with Angie Martinez. I, I'm good. Like he I'm was like, what do you mean? Yeah. And so literally it was exactly what you said. He did not feel like playing the game. He was just going to do the version he was going to do. That's and right. the troll of Ebro is that he uses the word minor and major. Cause that does have like a slightly offensive connotation. But it's not really. It's just professional versus like you just do it on the love and do it in the way that you do it. That's right. That's it. You don't want to play the game. Well, and, and and I think we live in a time right now where people have lost sight of that, right? Like literally streamers, uh, you know, online streaming, whatever it is, they think that they are um, what makes an artist or music a household name. And I can tell you right now, every other week, there's a number one song on Apple Music right now from an artist that you never heard of before. Yep. And people like it and people are talking about it. Everybody's it, talking. Everybody's talking. It, will, it does not mean more than Taylor Swift. <laughs> it does not mean more than Ice Spice. It does not mean more than Killer Mike. Right. But it is number one on the chart right now. And so I think, you know, to the to shout to Kai Sinai, I don't, you know, Aiden Ross, I, I love the fact that they've turned playing video games and built a community and having fun with their friends into and was able to monetize that in a real way because they're making real money, right, Rose? I mean, the right, money. Right, right. And that was another oh, sure. conversation I had with Joe Button last night because I didn't understand. I never really paid attention to the money like that. I don't care. Like money doesn't motivate my how I create things. It never has. Um, and I've been fortunate to be successful not chasing the biggest check or the biggest relationship or this ad or this endorsement or like I've never done those things. So I didn't really understand how the money was made. I didn't know how much money you made from Twitch on Twitch or uh, I read an article just last week that Aiden Ross got kicked off Twitch and went to something called Kick or something. Yep. It's a Saudi. And, I think it's like Saudi money and got a big payday which okay do it baby go off right, right, right. huge money yeah, i just did a quick google search kai sanat um nets about three million per year there you go that's amazing now these kids are making big and that's he probably makes more than that they're making big big money and and by the way i'm 
It's it's very hard, Ebro. I always get frustrated because I do have the things about me where I get angry and and talk shit about things that I'm not familiar with or have like jealousy. Yeah, you're or the reverse of them. In many ways. So I I I I don't like being that guy. Sometimes it happens, I have to fight against it. Sometimes it's totally reasonable to be critical of things that are said and should be. You know what I mean? Like Telling people that their opinion on music is not founded in any real fact is okay. That's okay. They don't know what they're talking about. I wouldn't tell them how to stream. Well, I wouldn't but, tell them but, how but to I, I guess what play I'm video saying, games. What I'm saying to you is in the context of how them and their community consume music, it is founded on something. On, on the Through the lens of what you and I know really makes hit records out here, yeah, nah. <laughs> well, and it's you important. What I'm like, yeah, but I'm just saying what I'm saying is it is important to have people who care about the music deeper than on a cursory level give their opinions. Facts. I but 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 even though they you, may not like it, we are needed. For you Joe for, Budden's needed. Yes, for sure. For you and I, though, because we value the art. They don't value anything other than their ability to make money and have their community and have fun there. I don't believe that they've matured in the game enough to value anything beyond how they are trying to chase money yeah, or 21. 22. Yeah. Like right. They're too young to even understand. And, and we came up in a time in hip hop where the prerequisite to participate and have a microphone in your hand was that you had to have uh, not only knowledge, but respect for what hip hop meant to the community that it serves. Yep. And then you could, and then if you did that and they let you in the door, you could get yourself a little hourly wage and host some clubs and get to be a part of just on a, on an entry level, get to be a part of something. That's right. And people dislike that people didn't like the gatekeepers, right? That's why we are where we are today. People don't like the fact that there's someone sitting there going, ah, you haven't paid your dues. You can't come in. Ah, you haven't, your artwork isn't really up to the, up to snuff. You can't come in. People don't like that. And then when, when you fast forward that into a society and a, and a, and a generation that wants instant gratification, what that does is now it's like, nah, I deserve this. I have a Twitter profile. I have followers. People like me. I deserve. You know what? Matter of fact, not only do I deserve it, I'm going to start my own thing. Now, the, here goes the plot twist. The plot twist now, because you have streamers making a lot of money and making their big monthly checks, the word I get is they pay people to do these interviews. People aren't coming on necessarily to do interviews just because, you know, they want to talk about culture or they're supporting the songs or whatever. The, the artists are coming on there because there's a huge community there and they want the exposure and yep. or they're being paid to be there. Exactly. And exactly. I, I didn't know that was a thing. And I mean, let's be honest. And when it's not a hot thing to talk about, they'll talk about something else. Like, listen, I, I'm a lot. I can fully have respect for I can fully have respect for you, the way you make money. The, the way that you, you know, the streaming being popular, you're being good at it, all of those things with also saying, that being said, 
I don't give a shit about your music opinion. <laughs> Those can all be That's true. Fine. Yes. If, if, if Ebro and I and Laura decided to weigh in and go, yo, guys, let's break down this new Call of Duty. I, I would be like, well, no one who knows anything about the game wants to hear us talk about it. That's right. That's okay. It's totally okay. No, they would. They, they, the, that world would definitely not respond well to us doing video game critiques, which is also why we need to probably start doing them. <laughs> video game critiques it would be very funny. listen i got the i have the miles morales and i have the ps5 i have the ps5 console with the spider-man stuff on it and the spider-man controllers and the miles morales game you know what i mean nah man i just brag about being on a video game but that's really it you were in a video game Yes, I, was I finished Auto. Max Payne back in the day, which was the OG first-person shooter. <laughs> yes. Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, San Andreas. See, see, Laura's We're... basically a, you're basically like what's her face, <laughs> non-playable <laughs> character. Yo, Rosenberg, how do I hook up a? <laughs> yes, more dog. please. <laughs> pinky dog. I love you. No, you have to say ice cream so good. Ice cream so good. I love you. <laughs> Ice cream, good. Yo, All right. I, I want to. I think we got. The, is the assembly? We're we're going political yes. now. New York local politics because we're de- we've been dealing with a, a an issue here locally where Easy Pass and, and all of the tolls is basically getting over on us. And so, like, if you if you have a address and you live in New York, but you travel through a, a New Jersey toll and something happens with your Easy Pass. New Jersey doesn't reach out to New York to say, hey, does this person have an account? Let's just charge this to their account. No, instead, they send you a bill. And if you don't pay the bill in a certain amount of time, it turns into like some sort of egregious fine. And everybody's like, wait, I have an easy pass account. Why am I getting fines? This makes no sense. Oh, and, and on top of that, now they've removed the toll. So when you drive through an easy pass, there's nobody even there anymore to if you wanted to pay. So now if you don't have an easy pass, they're just sending you a bill. And if you don't pay attention to that bill, yak them. They have people getting their cars taken on the bridges. Y'all know that, right? That's crazy. Oh, really? I didn't even know Yo, that. Yo, on oh the Verrazano some months ago, they literally lined up and started oh. towing people's cars and made them walk. That's wild that's crazy because of easy pass and people was like yo i didn't even know i don't live at that address anymore it went to the wrong address is this is that whatever oh and oh by the way to fight the bill it's not like you could just send an email no you gotta write a letter to a p.o box in albany A handwritten letter crazy. and wait for somebody to get back to you on whether or not these fines are going to be go through or not. Bro, Yo. you might as well have like a pigeon or something. <laughs> That's oh Yo, God, I I, there's something wrong with my Easy Pass account right now, bro. Every time I go through, it says call service center. Bro, ain't nobody got time to be calling your service center. Facts. Sometimes I want to get out in the middle of the toll and go, "Yo, suck my dick." Whoa. How about that? Hey, hey, hey. Well, we're not live on the radio anymore. I could talk crazy on I know, but still. <laughs> that 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 meme, if there's just a meme of you yelling that right Yo, now. Yo, suck my dick. 
Wow. Oh. That was on me. That's even worse. You said it with my face. Harlem, Harlem. Knight 325 <laughs> writes, easy pass, be robbed. Yo, you don't ever want to just stop in the middle and be like, well, whoever's taping me right now, <laughs> suck my motherfucking dick. No, nah, it's not right what they're doing. It's not right. Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? <laughs> He's on fire. And so uh, we're supposed to have a, a gentleman, an assemblyman on right now. I think there's some technical difficulties. Uh, his name is uh, Kenny Burgos, Assemblyman Kenny Burgos, who actually has brought this to the attention. He's, there he is, Assemblyman Kenny Burgos. You came on right when I stopped cursing. This is the perfect time oh, you for you go. to enter the conversation. We do no not worries, want bro. While I was <clears throat> talking about getting out of my car in the yeah. middle of the Easy Pass toll no. with middle fingers in the air. No. Grabbing my crotch. We don't want no. you on during that time. <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst thing I've heard towards Easy Pass, bro. <laughs> so um, I've been railing on Easy Pass for some months um, for several reasons. The biggest one for me is the fact that it's 2024. And if I have an account, my address in New York, <laughs> and I get a fine or, or a toll bill in New Jersey, the New Jersey Easy Pass doesn't speak to the New York Easy Pass office. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's basically the clear case of the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And you're right. New York and New Jersey don't communicate much on the tolling issue. But even worse, in New York itself, you have three tolling agencies. You have the, the Thruway Authority, the Port Authority of New York and the MTA, of course. And these three tolling authorities have different systems. Uh, they all use EasyPass as their, you know, same conduit or same vendor. But even they don't know what each other is doing, which creates, creates even uh, more confusion well, in New York. Mm. And so, correct me if I'm wrong, I heard that, or I actually read an article, but I didn't know to what end it went, that people were going <laughs> across the Arizona Bridge and literally were getting pulled over and taken out of their cars for having large easy pass fines, and their cars got confiscated. Is that true? 1,000%. And, I mean, it's really one of the more egregious cases you hear. And I brought this issue up a thousand times because, one, it's happening in the Arizona, which is under the authority of the MTA, and the MTA is the most egregious case when it comes to tolling, when it comes to easy pass. And to take someone's car and leave them stranded on the bridge is just ridiculous. But the real problem is that the MTA is conflating two kinds of groups of people. You have people who we see cover their plates, who avoid the tolls, who skirt the law, and they want to capture them. 
But then you have folks like you and others who have just been wronged by easy pass through administrative issues and you're taking their cars as well. So there's two groups of people being treated as one. But at no point, like y'all have my credit card information. Yeah. Charge my credit card, fam. Like, what are we talking about? I I hear you 100%, Ebro. Um, Listen, not to get too deep in the weeds, but the problem is that this is when you take, you know, a certain vendor, right? Easy Pass is not a government agency. Easy Pass is a private corporation, but they also contract with other vendors to make this kind of thing happen. But when there's too many players in this in this playbook, this is why we have problems like your credit card not being charged. And there are other issues. You have a problem with an Easy Pass tag. There are even more problems with people who don't have a tag and go through the tolls that experience even way worse issues. I've heard people talking to me saying they have thirty, forty thousand dollars in tolls and fees that they were unaware of. And I mean, who the hell has twenty, thirty thousand dollars to pay for tolls? Well, and so I, I've actually had thousands of dollars in tolls that you'll be like, yo, wait, <clears throat> I didn't even know about. I've done this. Like I've lived this life. And to fight the the amount that they want to bill you. You can't even get someone on the phone. Nope. You have to write a letter to a P.O. box and basically wait. <laughs> it's, it's an archaic, Ebro. I'm sitting in my Albany office, and I don't know if you can see it, but I have wood paneling here. Uh, so unfortunately, government is still in a very low-tech era, uh, very archaic system sometimes. Like writing a letter, who writes a letter anymore? Let's be real. Um, and you, when you try to call a phone number, you can't get anyone on the phone. You're on hold for mm-hmm. hours. So through some of the push that I've been making for the past year, I've actually already convinced MTA to change their customer service uh, platform. So they're moving to a whole new provider here. I'm hoping as a start that can fix a customer service issue and people won't have to write letters like it's 1950. Um, but there's still a lot, lot more that has to be done that we're attract- that we're addressing in the bill, that we're addressing with the governor. But that's just the tip of the iceberg because people get these bills, like you said, and you want to talk to somebody and they're telling you to write a letter to a P.O. box or you can't get anyone on the phone. Insane. It's ridiculous. And and how much worse is this going to get with the congestion pricing? Are we now going to have a whole new layer of uh, easy pass nonsense? Rosenberg, you hit the nail on the head. And and this has been my main fight now. I'm, I'm telling <clears throat> the higher ups, I'm telling the chamber you're moving forward with congestion pricing. It's unpopular. Po- it's unpopular policy, first of all. But then you mix that in with we can't even administra- administratively get this right when it comes to tolling. It's a $15 toll, uh, prospectively, in congestion pricing. Then you add on these $100 fees. When you think about the number of vehicles that enter the central business district, you were talking about millions of dollars that could potentially be gouged from New Yorkers because we can't get this right. So that's why my push is to get this right well before congestion pricing. I've made this argument a hundred times because, again, like I said, the MTA is the one who controls the seven bridges and two tunnels in New York City. They're also going to control the toll gantry and congestion pricing. So we have to fix this system if it's going to work well. So I'm scared. No, nah, it's, it's yeah, going to be a I'm mess. So y'all. It's going to be a but, super duper mess. Go ahead, Laura. Are you getting any pushback? Are you getting support? From your fellow, you know, your your fellow assembly men and women, like what's the latest update? Yeah. You know, Laura, it's funny. So I made I made uh, my first TikTok literally ever last year and I made it. I'm no professional. I'm not, I'm not a Gen Zer. Um, and it almost immediately went viral on the easy pass issue. And I thought this was something, you know, that friends and family and some constituents had a problem with. But it went so viral that it was picked up by so many meme pages, which just showed the problem 
persisted throughout the city. So when I saw that, I spoke to a bunch of my colleagues. Uh, they had told me they had heard some of these stories, but we really drilled down on it. I showed them emails, DMs that I got from people in Brooklyn and Staten Island and Queens. Uh, so we have a lot of support in the legislature. But like I said, the real pushback has been mostly from the MTA uh, stating that people just have to pay their tolls. I um, mean, you've seen it in some of the videos that I posted, but like I'm telling you, they're conflating the people who are deliberately not paying tolls, who are deliberately covering their plates with the people who have just been wrong by a system that has been flawed since 2018. So we have a lot of support. Uh, we just have to get it to the finish line. Well, so what happens next when you say finish line? What does that mean? What are we talking well, about? Well, like everything, uh, Ebro, we have to pass a law, right? So I have something in the legislature called the Toll Payer Protection Act. Um, I have, have had a bill since last year. Where we've already passed it in the Senate this year. I'm going to pass it in the Assembly, uh, hopefully in the coming weeks, and then the governor signs it, right? So when the governor, if and when the governor signs that bill, it would change dramatically what the system looks like. Right now, you can charge up to $100 per toll violation, which is just egregious well and so for the audience that doesn't know like for instance if if i go through a toll and let's say that toll is i don't know two dollars yeah they're gonna send me a bill for like seventy dollars two dollars for the toll and like i don't know fifty to sixty five dollars for whatever the fine is right yeah and and the problem is they'll tell you you know we don't send the first bill without with a fee on it they'll say we send you a piece of mail that only has the toll bill on it. Now I can tell you through personal experience, through conversations with so many New Yorkers, that is often not the case. Often the first bill they're getting already has that fee. Often sometimes the first bill they get is collections. So again, who wants to pay $52 on a $2 toll or $102 on a $2 toll and then you can't get in contact with anybody and then your clock keeps going, next thing you know, your registration suspended and your car is getting towed on the Verrazano Bridge. So the bill would dramatically reduce those fees down. It would extend the timeline uh, to pay because again, we're, work, we're working through snail mail. So you have to give people more time to actually rectify their bills. Um, and we have a lot of other provisions just to fix like very technical stuff, uh, but just to make this a, a comprehensive system. Cause like I said earlier, MTA, Thruway and Port Authority all have a different system. And we have, we're living in one state. People go through tolls. They don't say, oh, this is an MTA toll. This is a Thruway toll. They think it's a toll. They say it's easy pass. Let's make it one system. Well, uh, Assemblyman Burgos, where do you, what area do you represent exactly? I represent the Southeast Bronx. So I cover the neighborhoods of Soundview, Hunts Point, Longwood, and some parts of Castle Hill. Well, we thank you for your work on this and thank you for uh, coming on the program. We've been talking about this for a, a, a while, mostly yep. because I'll be out here moving around getting toll issues. So, and, and man, when them orange envelopes show up, it's oh, a they movie. Show up. Trauma. It's trauma. <laughs> what? Yo, this, yo, Laura, how big are those stacks of orange envelopes oh I'll be God. having? Honestly, it's... you would think it's a joke. It's crazy. And they're not yeah. duplicates, by the way. No. It, I mean, those things can add up almost to a car note itself. Well, how about this? When you go through the toll <clears> now, <throat> A, there's not a toll person there. Yep. B, a lot of the, the bridges and tunnels, at least across the Hudson, they don't even have the thing that tells you whether or not your pass worked or not. Right. You have to hope it did. So oh you're going God. through thinking your pass worked for weeks. And then all of a sudden you get, you know, I mean, you could be going for, it could be two weeks. You get right. 14 bills. Yeah. And you can't even check. If you, if you want to be really pro, um, proactive and say you go through the toll bill immediately and then say, let me go online, pay this bill because I don't want to deal with it. 
it's not even there. It's not there. It takes it takes a few days to weeks in order to even show up. So it's like you have to live your life worrying about did, did I pay my toll? How much do I owe? I mean, it's almost like a daily occurrence now at this point. It's part of your life. Well, and it also plays into one thing I often talk about is the just the uh the mobster mafia mentality that still exists in New York and how things get done here, right? Because you know, that is some real, <laughs> real thug mentality. That you're you're you had the whole population is on edge all the time about parking tickets, toll right. tickets. You know, what do I uh, like? Literally, you could have a full time job and your other job is trying to figure out who you owe money to. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's what New York is known for. And that's why one of the biggest things I'm up here in the state. I'm just trying to make New York affordable. I mean, there's just so many ways people are just being harassed with fines and fees and bills. And if we can just make New Yorkers lives just a little bit more affordable, just a little bit easier. I mean, this goes a long, long way. Listen, Assemblyman Burgos, thank you for your time today. Uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to come back around. How long is this sort of, this is going to take us another year dealing with No, I mean, we're in session up until June. So, you know, the way it works, we pass our bills all the way through June. And then the governor has until the end of the year to sign the bills into law. But again, my conversation with the governor and her team have been try to get this right before congestion pricing. So that's the hope right now. And that's the plan. Uh, so I'm hoping we can come back and say, you know, we've fixed this issue before congestion pricing comes in. And if I could plug one last thing, you know, we had, I had a video that went up and I had an action plan where people can go to a link and send an email to the governor. And it had a great response. The governor got thousands of emails. So the issues can becoming top of mind for her. And if people go to, you know, those bit.ly, those short links, the bit.ly backslash fix easy pass very simple bit.ly slash fix easy pass you can just write your name your email and you will send an email to your state lawmakers and you will send an email to the governor saying that you want to see the toll payer protection act signed and passed into law toll payer protection act yes laura we got laura uh, rosenberg doesn't pay attention laura we got to stay focused on that yeah it's important toll payer protection it's only going to get worse it only Thanks, will get worse Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Thanks for having me. Hope to have right, this uh, completed before the end of the year. Yep, and, and come back on and give us an update, please. We shall. There it is. The live show after the show rolls on, guys. Where do we go next? Uh, I have something to show you. Uh, uh, Bascom, allow me. There you go. Thank you. Here we go. All right. I saw this trending, but I ignored Kanye it. Kanye West pulls up to Vegas. Kanye West buys a ticket right in front of Katy Perry's booth. So anytime they were going to be showing... Katy Perry, Kanye's face was going to be there. Did you say in front of Taylor's booth or in T front of Taylor, Katy Perry's booth? Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. In front of Taylor Swift's booth. Oh. He had a, a mask on with his logo on a mask, mm -hmm. right? Typical Kanye. Taylor Swift gets pissed off. She, boom, boom, makes a call or two. Everybody's involved. He gets kicked out the stadium. Oh, this is hot. But Kanye, this is Kanye, hot. Yeah, this is hot tea, hot tea, hot tea, oh. hot tea, hot tea. Okay. Got kicked out the stadium. He was trying to leverage her celebrities right to, because he's right. Always, they're not going to cut to him mm -hmm. so he's like i'm going to strategically position myself so every time they cut over here to her so now you got to go back to the beef you know him cutting her right, off yeah. it's like you know beyonce should have won it and then years after and just that whole relationship but that's what he tried to do man he tried to sit in front of taylor swift i mean listen it's on the internet and it's from brandon marshall i'm sure it's a fact 
Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step Swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight on Sunday. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire. Um, I'm I'm calling bullshit. Go ahead. I feel like we would have heard this from Kanye West. There would have been some video already. I, I that's I, I would have think so too. Of him spiraling, being like, "They kicked me out." They yeah. would have been filming while they was kicking him out. Right. There would have been. Kanye matter of fact, there would have been other people film filming while he was getting escorted out. I didn't even see any video so of him too. sitting in the stands ever. Like I didn't even see he, bro. He had a commercial during the Super Bowl that aired in certain cities that was basically like, yo, we spent all the money or something. And so this is all we could afford to do. Yeah, it was actually kind of it was it was kind of a smart commercial. Yeah, I liked it. I I was was like him talking to a camera. It was him talking to a phone as a commercial. Right. And so I'm I feel like we would have seen something already. Griff says that they they did show him in the stadium. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see that either. With the full. I, I, I the, the, he was wearing like the full face cover. You know, they go back and forth. They go from being fully clothed to completely naked moment to moment. Oh, yeah. You never know. Oh, yeah. Listen, I, you know, look, I like the Kanye album, though. I ain't, you know, I don't like Kanye. I think Kanye is a, I think Kanye is a trolley uh, asshole. And, you know, that's what he wants to be, though. So do you. But um, this album got some fire on it, though. He's definitely got more good stuff on it than we've heard from him in a while, for sure. There's definitely more. It actually makes me think he's more of an asshole than I realized. What do you mean? Because it just shows me, like, wait, you are still capable of being you. You just want to do this. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, he's, he's a- running the skit. This this whole anti-Semitism thing, honestly, if you were to honestly ask me, I do not believe Kanye actually, in his heart, believes the bullshit he says about jews i believe it is all part of a gimmick to prove something and now he's not going to back off of it it's like this is the this is the plan i'm gonna keep going i don't even buy he's it going. it's it's, it's well, fake hate to me it's it's, it's which is even worse in some way of him being like you know well Rose, Rosenberg, what is what is he other so there's there's tropes and things that he said that are considered anti-semitic clearly bigging up hitler was like, whoa, 
Yo, the fact that you just said the words bigging up Hitler is so nuts. It's it's multiple times. Yo, multiple times. He's a fan. No, he's just a fan. I'm just I just happen to be a fan of a a mass murderer. The number one. What are you a fan of? He's a fan. He's on the Mount Rushmore of murders. He's a fan of the 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 rocket engines and the and the 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 things that not the trains ran on time. Trains ran on time. (laughs) But what was the what what specifically? Um, and, and I'm only asking this as a reminder. Did he say he doesn't like Jews? No, it was never that he doesn't like Jews. It's always Jews run the media. There's a Jewish anti-Semitic trope. There's a Jewish lawyer who's going to be involved in every deal that you're a part of. But he said it kind of not like it's coincident coincidentally, because there are lots of Jewish lawyers, almost like it's required, like the Jews have to go over your shit. So there's that trope. You and mix for the, those and for two. the audience, let's remind people. The reason this is considered anti-Semitic is because in Nazi Germany, that was how they got society turned against Jews, which resulted in the mass murder of Jews and the Holocaust. So just to reiterate, that's why Jewish people don't like that. By the way, it pre- and it predates that. It goes like even... Oh, and he goes Pro- even further. Yeah, 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 way back. Wait, my if you go way back, Jews being like the money people for people is a real thing that goes way back. Guess where it started from? Hmm. People not liking Jews <laughs> and them finding the jobs that could work for them. You know what I mean? And building what, community and industry. What could their world be? Oh, well, you know, we could we could do math stuff. We could do this. And then people found value in them doing that. Uh, and similar to the Hollywood story of like, yes, Jews were not... What was it like vaudeville? Jews were yeah, not able. Vaudeville. They weren't allowed in other industries, so they created the entertainment industry in America as we know it. And so, so are there a lot of Jews at the top there? Absolutely. But I could also name major, major, major players in the entertainment industry where there are no Jews at the top. That's right. So all of those tropes freak people out. And by the way, like it's not like privately as a Jewish person myself, I don't make jokes about the Jews being powerful in Hollywood because there is truth in that. We are a super powerful entity within Hollywood. But when you make it sound like there's this Gargamel character overseeing the whole thing going, today we will mess with Kanye. (laughs) And you create us as the worldwide villain. Yeah, that's traumatic considering, you know, most of the Jewish people I know have pictures in their house of family members who were killed just a couple generations well, back. And so the thing that always blows my mind is there's this fixation in there, and it, obviously there's historical record of this fixation on uh, Jews, money, Jews, influence, power, blah, blah, blah. Why isn't there that same fixation on Catholics? Right. Why isn't, there that, same, why isn't there that same fixation on uh, Christian, conservative Christians? Matter of fact, for people who are worried about racism and slave trading and the Jews' involvement in slave trading, they weren't people weren't involved in the slave trade because of their religious affiliation. They were involved. They were involved in the slave trade because they wanted to make money and they didn't give a shit about black people and their plight. And it seems that everybody. So because there was there's absolutely black Christians out here. Uh, guess who was owning and 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 guess who was on the slave ships? Priests. Priests were always there when they were raping, pillaging any African tribe, indigenous tribe. There was always a Catholic priest. 
And in fact, Ebro, when people pull out the Jewish slave trade thing, I'm not saying that there wasn't some piece of it. It's a dramatically small number relative to other people. But but they, but it doesn't even matter because they it's were just everybody. white. It's they about just, white. Right. They were just it, white. Right. There wasn't a thing. Racism wasn't even a thing that existed then. It was just this was what was. No, racism was a thing. They no, no, but it was the it was the only thing. It, yeah, it was just because it was white people who happened to be Catholic, Christian, Jewish, whatever they were. Oh, and oh, by the way, guess who else enslaved Africans? Muslims, Arabs. Did, did Africans enslave Africans? Slavery was a thing in Africa. So you're saying people are bad of all varieties, is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Wow. We are, we're breaking ground here in I 2024. Mean, listen, no, it's I amazing, mean, though. You would be surprised, I think, we how much people seem to believe that their shit doesn't stink. Like, you show me the group, I'll find you the fucked up yo, part of the group. The most racist, oppressive group in America against black people today are Christians. People don't ever make that a religious thing, though. Well, I think some people get confused, too, because because Jew, Jews are an ethnic group. Judaism is a religion. But the problem is, is most people don't see. And this is when we talk about the white supremacy of Israel and we rail on the white supremacy of Israel on our show is because you don't see black Jews. The 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 Ethiopian Jews the, the black Jews around the globe, they're not a part of the aesthetic of Judaism, it's even in New York where we live. Because you have such a small group already that most people associate with whiteness. Yeah. Because here's the other part of it. When you're talking about Semitism and anti-Semitism, Ethiopian languages are Semitic languages. Palestinians are Semitic. These are all groups of Semitic people. They are part of the language group of Semitic people. The word the word Semitism is so frustrating and and convoluted. Yeah, it really, I think it really y'all need a new word. I mean, it's this really is roll with Jew hate. That's what I'm saying. And then and then also, please don't. It's just like you guys. It's so tired. It's also tiring. And this talking about the war and you know. This very, it's been this very complicated, hard to explain feeling of being so angered by the war. And when I talk to people who, when I talk to other Jews who are not for a ceasefire, who are okay, who think that, oh, they're going to wipe out Hamas, getting in fights with those people is so frustrating and upsetting. And then on the other side, when I hear, a lot of times I'll hear people I agree with saying things that I agree with. But sometimes if you don't, sometimes it can brush right up against feeling like, but y'all hate Jews? Because it sounds iffy. You know what I mean? It, it's very awkward. There are so few voices that I that I feel, not so few, there are plenty of voices getting it just right. Pitch perfect. You know what I mean? There, there are people like Mark Lamont Hill who really are out there speaking and get it and are being clearly not anti-Semitic at all while also being very clearly anti the IDF's operation in Gaza. But I'm just saying it is a complicated and hard experience where you feel like, damn, I hate the other Jews I'm arguing with, and I hate the people who are, are sometimes being the loudest pacifists because they sound like they hate Jews sometimes. Well, so it's and, tough. And I think, too, you know, most groups of 
of uh, my, most minority groups, at least through the uh, the American lens, the the United Statesian lens. The disdain for the Jews really comes in the form of people going, how are you a marginalized, hated on group, but you have so much money and so much power? And some people I feel like, and I don't think it's been articulated that way, they're like, you're not hated on like migrants. You're not hated on like black people. You're not hated on, and Jews will be like, what are you talking about? People blow up our churches, shoot us, harass us, all of this. And then somebody else will be like, yeah, but you got your own police. You got your own finances. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I think that's where the convo and the frustration in groups lies. Yeah, well, everyone's experience is shitty in different ways. Exactly. People love to play the uh, oppression Olympics. You know, I'm, I'm oh, big on I'm it. big on my oppression Olympics coverage. They love it. They should. I'm I'm the Bob Costas of oppression Olympics. Coming. You really are. <laughs> it, 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 honestly, if there was an actual game show, you would be the right person. <laughs> the actual oppression Olympics would be dope with featuring everyone wants to out oppress the next group. Oh no, it's my group. Nope, it's my group. Well, yeah, I know, but the problem is here in America. This is where the problem always starts. You just have to like give your props and fall back and give. African Americans first place. You have to. They're the f black folks in America. They win in America. I'm sorry. They 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 hold the crown. Everyone else is fighting for second. But everybody's experience can be bad. That's right. And by the way, you could be in the first place in the oppression Olympics and still be a dick and be a bigot to other people. How about that? There you go. All these things are possible. Guys. There's assholes in every group. It's amazing. And this has been the show after the show. Program show. It was a right. doozy. Yo, this is the show you don't want to miss. Oh, my God. A lot of people I think it's the, the show, right? They think this is better than the show. What are you seeing in the chats? Let's see. They just like the the you walling out and saying wild shit. Oh, and I was like, yo, suck my dick. <laughs> That's all you're going to do now? That's your go-to? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people love it. You, you know, it's the uncensored version, but, you know. Uh, let's see. Yamali Ajaboon writes, what about more real-time 1-800 number and not snail? Oh, oh he's talking about the easy pass. Though. Easy pass talk, yeah. Ed writes, yeah. I don't get why things like this have to be run by individual states. Surely a national system would make more sense. No, Ed. I'm a, yo, I'm going to keep it so real. The government can't do things in this country. No. I just want everybody to understand, which is why shit is fucked up. A, the government can't get shit done, and B, they contract to companies who fucking treat us like shit. Let's just keep it a thousand. Yeah, we're ass is what we're saying. Yo, did you see? Um, I think we got a wrap. But one last thing. Yeah, we gotta go. We didn't really cover Tucker and uh, Putin this week. Um. No, I didn't. I didn't see it at all. You got a. You got to watch Putin play him to his face. I just saw that clip. P B, there was then uh, Tucker's hanging out over there, gets on stage, I guess this was yesterday the day before, talking about how clean Moscow is and how safe Moscow is and how it's way better than any other U.S. city or state and blah, blah, blah. And we've had that experience when we travel abroad, right, where you travel to places that are, you know, more homogenous, uh, not, you know, uh, more dictatorships, things like that, where you're like, yo, this place is really, really nice. And, and I mean, really, really Japan. clean. 
We always say that about Japan, remember? We oh, Japan's one of the most respectful places on planet Earth. But guess but what? Japan will lock your ass up for a month for a joint, too. Facts. You go to Singapore, you can't even chew gum. No, Literally? No. Yo, chewing illegal. gum is against the law, fam. Yeah, it's illegal. Because they want to keep that shit clean. Yo, mm -hmm. in New York City, they couldn't get rid of big gulps without a fucking protest. So when we talking about other places being clean and fucking nice and safe and all this other shit, guess what? Uh, argue with your fucking founding, founding fathers and the violent culture we have in this country where people could just run around and be nasty assholes and wave uh, Confederate flags and shit. You want freedom? Freedom comes with some some other. Well, shit. I know, and remember, and, and our freedom. Remember, Ebro, our freedom. The other countries that weren't so free, they were able to lock down that COVID pretty quick. Not us. We're too free. We're too free. We're too free. We couldn't lock it down too quick. Nah, got to be outside. Nah, you ain't telling me to wear a mask. Yeah, let's operate. Let's not. Let's. Yo, operate. Pisces Unicorn writes enjoying the show after the show. Good stuff. Love y'all. D Schwiz writes listen to radio. I never get a chance to say thank you. Well, thank you, D Schwiz. You're great. Rasan writes, I just rolled mines. That's right. Smoke it up. Roll it up. Smoke it up. Wait, Rasan wrote that. That's he's our camera guy, though. Oh, he should be working. You weren't supposed to. Well, come on, man. Oh, oh, my God. oh All right, bye. Bye, everyone. Catch you tomorrow. QHT HD1 New York. Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. Hot 97. Just don't call it a podcast. Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one -on -one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stale. 30th anniversary of Summer Jam. 30% off right now. This offer ends at midnight.